David here, One Up Gaming. This is going to be our podcast and it's going to be episode 343. And you can win this t shirt, I'll get straight onto it. This t shirt you can win. Which is here. And to win this t shirt, all you need to do is subscribe to the YouTube channel and on any of our videos, just put the comment t shirt. And then we'll go through these and we'll see if we can give this away to someone. And while we're still doing that, we have our first 100 podcast available to buy from audiobooksontape.com. Subscribe to us, um, listen to us, buy this. One pound of each sale will go to the Diabetes UK charity. And we also have this, which is the Evercade Interplay Collection 2. And again, just follow us on, or subscribe to us on YouTube and leave the word Evercade on any of our videos for a chance to win this cartridge fully sealed, never opened. Yes. So that will do for that. So as I say, episode 343 of the One Up Gaming podcast. And... Uh, what to say? What to say? Um, this hat, I don't know if you can read it, so a little logo on it. Um, we're using a new supplier, I'm waiting on new products coming in. Um, I have a little unboxing of a couple of bits and bobs that we've got already, but I'll do that at a different time. Uh, if I can get these working, I will, because I think this one's really impressive because they actually um, link straight to your YouTube channel. So when people are watching videos, it's got the product straight on underneath the video, which is really nice, really convenient. Um, as always, we're sponsored by Games Inspired Music, the album, and that is available to buy, available to stream, and 20% of each sale will go to the Child's Play charity. Um, so that, my friends, is about it. I, I better mention the fact that please go to our website which is oneupgaming.co.uk so we'll go straight into the games we've been playing this week Hello Andy, this is Colin, I won't be able to get in tonight no, 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 no. I'm sweating yeah. all big I'm sweating all big So, David here, One Up Gaming, episode 430 I keep saying 400 and something, it's not It's episode 343 of the One Up Gaming podcast Um. This week we've been playing Monster Energy Supercross, the official video game 6, and that's a weird, weird name to have. Very long, very pathetic. Now, I've been playing the, these series for a long time now, and I thought 2 and 3 were pretty bad. Um, 5, I think I had last year, I really enjoyed it, they changed it so it wasn't rock hard, it was more arcadified. The handling was really nice, the graphics were really nice, the handling movement of the bikes were really nice, the opposition weren't rock solid and that was really nice to sort of see. Um, this game is almost identical in every way to that number 5. I, I think that the handling of the bikes are 
being tweaked a little bit and it just doesn't feel as good. Um, everything else is practically the same, so if you want to buy a motocross game, then I would recommend the Monster Energy Supercross, the official video game 5, because that's probably a, more of a budget price now, and it's almost identical. It's got a lot of the very same stuff in, in those sort of things. It's still nice if you enjoy the Supercross sort of stuff, but for me, it wasn't as a bigger step as what I'd like in a sequel. Um, this is more like a DLC, and it's still got last year's riders for some reason. It's weird. Um, the new Supercross or the Motocross, yeah, Supercross season has already started in America, and I thought it'd be like the Formula One where you're a few months into the season and then you get the game and it's got all the brand new riders and tracks and stuff but it's still got last year's riders so I think they're always a year behind on the riders really weird, really weird anyway next up, I'm going to get the name wrong and I'm sorry um, Euden, Euden Chronicle Rising now this is a RPG it's a weird RPG it's more of a 2D side-scrolling like, platform action game with the RPG elements, talking to people, doing tasks, doing errands, things like that. I quite enjoyed it for 20 minutes, half an hour, and then I kind of was getting a little bit bored with the game. Um, I don't know, if I guess if I got proper into it, reading the stuff, then I did like the minute-to-minute -minute gameplay elements of the game, the fighting felt well, the jumping, the movement felt well, and I, I was enjoying what I was playing. Graphically it's a nice 2D sort of stride on view of the game and it's it's nice, it's really good. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, I think they're doing a sequel to it already, I think I've seen um, videos online about a, a teaser trailer that's been sort of put out but anyway we'll move on to the next game which is the House of the Dead remake and this one I wish I'd played it on the switch because on the switch I think you can use the the little joy-cons and use the pointer on the screen like, like so it's basically like a, a rubbish light gun effect but at least that's how you're meant to play these games with light guns and I played it on the Xbox almost completed it on my first go but I, I still think that moving the little cursor around the screen is not brilliant because sometimes it's like you have to be at the top left or the top right or whatever and then at the right the other edge, other side of the screen something else pops up and by the time you move the cursor from the top left to the bottom right you've already been hit and it's just a bit annoying because it's not like a, a bang bang it's like bang and it's just annoying Graphically, I think it looks nice. It does look a little bit basic, but I do like the look of the game. Um, so House of the Dead Remake, I would recommend. It's a nice little game, cheap budget game. I think it's only about £15, £20. Pound. And I think that's about right for this style of game now. Next game, RC Rush. Now, I was hoping for... So I used to play one on the PC, which is like a proper sim RC game. But this one's more of a budget Mario Kart style racer with the physics a bit wobbly. And you can have the view of you stood back watching the cars race around in the background. Which is fun, but it's just 
I don't know, the, the handling just didn't feel right, the physics just didn't feel right. And you can sort of like change the view to be behind the car. And when it does that, it does feel just like a, a mobile game from a couple of years ago. It just wasn't the best. Graphically not great, the background's not great. And yes, it might only be a couple of quid, but still, you expect a little bit more. Or I did anyway. Ghostwire Tokyo. Now, I heard a lot, and I mean a lot of shit about this game when it came out, was it last year? The PS5? Because I think it was made by a team who's owned by Bethesda, which is a Microsoft team now, but they'd already signed a one-year exclusive deal with Sony to release it for the PS5 as an exclusive. So Microsoft honoured that deal, released it on the PlayStation 5. I heard so much shit about it, I never went, I never went to play it. But the other, the other day, I, I went on the PS5 and it was like, Oh, you can play Ghostwire Tokyo as a like a two-hour timed demo trial sort of thing. So I'll I'll give it a go. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Much more story explanation. Um, I like get Kojima sort of game. Like you play like 10-20 minutes and you you watch like a 20-minute video of what's happening and stuff. And I loved it, the story was weird, it gripped me, the graphics looks nice, nothing amazing but it looked nice, the movement, I think it's first person shooter, sort of first person style game, so it's more like a first person exploration game with shooter elements, and yeah, I really enjoyed it, the story was amazing, I just thought it was a good, good game, and when it comes to out on the Xbox, I'll download it on Game Pass and I'll be playing more of this game. Speaking of Game Pass, we have the 007 GoldenEye game that came out. I don't know if it's a remake or a reboot. No, not reboot, is it? It's re. So there's remake. Uh, it, it's not much of a difference from the original Nintendo 64. Frame rate's been sorted a little bit. Um, graphics been cleaned up a tiny bit. Runs at 4K, but it's still running in the low poly mode sort of thing. It's it was okay, but I think this game now, when you play it now, you remember games have moved on. They evolve. Every game evolves from the last game. So when you're playing the game from 20 odd years ago, it's amazing how broken some of these controls with some of the AI, some of the pathfinding of the missions and because back then we didn't know better that was cutting edge and then every year things get added on you just don't realise how far back things are when you go back to them but yeah it's a good little game four player split screen sounds cool and on the Nintendo Switch I think you can play four player online um, yeah have a look at that see what you think and another game that was random, but I just thought I'll give it a go. Cobra Kai 2, Dojo's Rising. And with this one, we had a quick go. And it was... It's weird, it's like a brawling beat-em-up sort of thing, like a brawler. But it also has a one-on-one -on -one combat. It has like missions and you're going into like a 3D environment where rooms are blocked off until you just like kill so many enemies and um, it's just 
it's fun, but it's just not the best. Very low budget, or it seems to be low budget. Graphically, it's not very good. Uh, it plays nice. Uh, I did like how it played. And, yeah, it's... I'd, I'd rather play Streets of Rage 4 or things like that than this. I think it's just a cash cow. Uh, was it Game Mill that made it? Who do a lot of rubbish games. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I wouldn't recommend the Cobra Kai game. I think it was... Yeah, so the last game that we played this week was Space Ribbon and this is a Mario Kart-esque sort of game where you're racing on what looks like a rainbow, sort of like Rainbow Road where you're going round like loop-de-loops and stuff. The cars and the physics are a little bit wonky. It looks and feels like a, another budget racing game and from what I played of it the vast majority of the game is you're racing and you have to catch up to a face on the edge of the that's spitting the track out through its mouth and once you hit that you win and it all blows up and stuff there's also other elements of the game more like Mario Kart with weapons and turbos and things so it's not the best but it's it's a fun little game if you have children it might be quite fun to them although there's sometimes like a big clown face it might scare them um, but that is all the games that we played this week on episode 343 of the World Gaming Podcast. The reviews on the website, so please go to our website and go to our YouTube channel for Ratchet and Clank. So these are retro reviews. Ratchet and Clank, Ratchet and Clank Locked and Loaded, Ratchet and Clank Up Your Arsenal, Ratchet and Clank Quest for Booty. And we've also got our Grand Turismo 7 series and we have our OUG's Fantasy League with Football Manager 2023 and we're playing them and that is what we've been playing this week so we'll have a quick break and come back with this week's news so back in a couple of minutes about 10 seconds Hi, David here, One Up Gaming, episode 343 of the One Up Gaming podcast um, so we're back on to the news now, and so first bit of news, which I maybe should sort of like pre-click these things instead of me just randomly nattering on about stuff that I don't know about just to try and fill a little bit of time because I've forgotten that I need to record things. But anyway, we'll get straight on to this. So the first bit of news is, um, Destiny 2 players are gathering in the Tower of Honour, not in the Tower to Honour. Lance Reddick. So they basically done an honour Lance Reddick who passed away yesterday at the age of 60. Um, so guardians began flocking to the command commander Zavala who Reddick famously voiced, I like it says famously, I had no idea. Um, to pay their respects, news travelled quickly in the Destiny community as Reddick was not only an avid fan of Destiny would occasionally engage with players on social media as Commander Zavala. That's what you do when you're famous. You need to pick your people and respect who watch you, basically. Although it's a bit quiet in the tower today, just about every instance had guardians standing socially in a circle around Zavala yesterday using the humanity's shield in order to signify his character's larger-than-life presence 
are sitting amongst their fellow Galgans while attempting an impromptu candlelight vigil. Uh, yeah, so again, it's these massively open world role-playing games sort of thing, where you can do these things. It's like it's it's nice. It's really nice, and I think it was a bit of a surprise that he he died. He, he came out of the out of the blue, um. But we'll we'll see what happens next. It is I, I do like when people do this. It's nice to honour people. It's nice to be kind and friendly and all that but we'll move to the next bit of news and that is uh, Twisters Daisy Edgar Jones is set to star in the Storm Chasing sequel so I don't know if any of you guys are old enough to remember 1996's Twister because when I watched it it was not a good movie but it was a fun Hollywood romp you know it's quite enjoyable just to watch through so it looks as though it's the first lead um, announced for the movie is going to be Daisy Edgar Jones, who I don't know who this is. Uh, Edgar Jones is known for her acclaimed work, TV series Normal People, never seen it, as well as co-starring in the War of the Worlds series as well, never seen it, which is weird because I do love War of the Worlds. Um, despite being rumoured back in 2020, it seems that Twisters is finally coming together. Allegedly went into production last year as Universal and Amblin. Amblin, we're still hunting for a director after Top Gun's Mavericks Joseph Koshinsky didn't pan out. Now we finally know the director of Twisters is Lee Isaac Chung. Not a smart, no, most notable for his work on Minari. Never heard of. As well as rec- as well as a recent episode of The Mandalorian, so one episode of that, great. Um, yeah, so so yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, did you guys watch Twister? Did you know about Twister? Do you remember the cow getting flown through the air, which I thought was quite funny as a kid? Um, but. Yeah, leave comments um, if you're interested in this new Twister movie. Um, So we'll move straight into the next bit of news, and that is... Tom Cruise loved The Flash so much, he cold-called its director. Um, One fan in its corner, James Gunn, called it probably one of the greatest superhero movies ever made. But now an unexpected celebrity is driving hype for the upcoming DC film Tom Cruise... According to a report from THR, the Top Gun and Mission Impossible star loved The Flash so much he called called the director Andy Muschietti to praise it. The story starts when Cruz had a meeting with Warner Bros. Discovery CEO David Zasloff, who reportedly mentioned to Cruz how great The Flash was. Cruz requested to see the movie and Zavlis, whatever his name is, I'm sorry, Obliged, having an advanced copy of the movie sent to Cruz's Beverly Hills home. Shortly after Cruz finished the movie, he reached out to Machete. Machete. Uh, why can't people have easy names to say? I'm sorry. Uh, Cruz called The Flash something along the lines of everything you want in a movie and added that this is the kind of movie we need now. Heaps uh, got heaps of praise from the likes of. Uh, I don't know. 
Uh, are you guys excited for The Flash? Do you think it's going to be good? Or do you think that it's just going to be another DC movie hyped to hell and it's just not going to pan out very much? Um, I hope it's good. Um, the, the Flash character is not a bad little character, but we'll see. We'll see, won't we? So next up, former Need for Speed leads form new studio to create a blockbuster spectacle. Uh, 5X... Uh, Criterion, Criterion. I'm so bad with these names. And Need for Speed developers, including former GM Matt Webster, have founded Fuse Games, a AAA studio focused on blockbuster spectacle and player-centric innovations in social gameplay, self-expression, and creativity. Why? Just say you're making a game. Joining Webster, who will serve as the new studio's GM. A head of content, Steve Uphill. Head of production, Pete Lake. Head of operations, Alan McDermott. And head of technology, Andre Sherries. According to Eurogamer, the quintet of developers departed uh, Criterion in December with over 90 combined years of experience at creating prolific racing studio. Fuse games were developed for consoles and PC despite the developers' experience with racing games. They haven't committed to a genre oh God, for its debut. Obviously, arcade races and open world races are what we know very deeply, but we have played around in other game genres over the years, including Battlefield, Battlefront, VR. Uh, we know what we are good at, and that spans broad range of stuff. So anyway... Um, do you guys think that they're going to make a nice game or do you reckon they're just going to um, do whatever they can just to make the ends meet? Because sometimes it's hard to make a, a big budget game straight away. You need to make a few small games, get the team up and running, get the codes working and then you can get all that put together and make a really good game. But anyway... Ben Affleck reveals how long his Batman features in for the flash uh, let's have a look um, uh, bringing two of DC movies Batman back to the big screen but it seems Ben Affleck's version of the character won't get much screen time speaking to THR Affleck revealed that he doesn't play a big role in the Queen film as many fans expect yeah I, I did finally figure out how to play the character and I nailed it in the flash for the five minutes I'm there, it's really great. A lot of it is just tone, you've got to figure it out. What's your version of the person? Who is the guy that fits what you can do? I tried to fit myself into a Batman. And by the way, I like a lot of stuff we did, especially the first one, Batman v Superman. They actually previously confirmed that The Flash would be his last appearance as Batman, but that no longer seems to be the case as Affleck is also set to be in Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom which comes out this December since The Flash serves as a reset point for James Gunn's DCU. We'll have to wait and see if anything changes with Affleck's planned Aquaman cameo. Flash is going to be a big uh, mosh pit of CPOs with two versions of Ezra Miller's Barry Allen, Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck's Batman and the arrival of... Oh God. Kara Zor-El, also known as Supergirl... Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Are you guys excited to see the Flash? That's what it all boils down to. The Flash could be cool. 
I like the fact they've got Michael Keaton back to play the Batman. And I guess we'll just see how things go. Um, I've still not seen the sequel to the Shazam movie because I loved that. I thought it was quite fun. Next bit of news. Dying Light developer reveals more info about its RPG alongside new art. And so Techlands revealed more information and another piece of concept art for its upcoming open world fantasy action RPG, which is shaping up to look like a big departure for the studio's previous works. And Techlands shared a bit more of information about its unannounced title, writing, Our newest game is set to be a narrative-driven fantasy epic with a top toxic, exotic open world ready to be explored. We strive to create a compelling story focused AAA title that combines and refines the best aspects of gameplay that Techland is known for. So I've seen the picture, it looks like a guy climbing stuff, so I guess it will have all the parkour elements. So yeah, we'll we'll see how this goes, we'll see how it goes. Techland, I was, I, I did enjoy, oh, well, I did enjoy Techland, I thought they did some really good games, um, and we'll see how their new baby comes along. So, as also with the news, we will go through the top 40 games, so we will start with number 40, Nickelodeon Kart Racers, Luigi's Mansion 3, Atomic Heart, um, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, uh, where do we get to Super Mario Party, Grand Theft Auto the Trilogy, the Definitive Edition at 35, Lego Harry Potter Collection, Wulong Fallen Destiny or Dynasty, The Last of Us Remastered, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, Gran Turismo at 7, no, Gran Turismo 7 at 30, NBA 2K23, Pokemon Legends Arceus, The Last of Us Part 1, Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle, Number 25, Dead Space, Just Dance 2023 Edition, Splatoon 3, The Legends of Zelda Breath of the Wild, Octopath Traveler 2, at number 20, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, PGA Tour 2K23, F1 22, Mario Party Superstars, Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope, number 15, New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe, Pokemon Scarlet, Super Mario Odyssey, Pokemon Violet, Pork... Pokemon, Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe, oh my god, what is with my voice today, I can't say a thing, anyway, top 10, number 10, Animal Crossing New Horizons, number 9, Nintendo Switch Sports, number 8, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, number 7, Minecraft, number 6, Grand Theft Auto 5, number 5, God of War Ragnarok, which I really didn't like the camera, it was like weirdly too close, you couldn't see what was happening. Uh, number 4, Metroid Prime Remastered. Number 3, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Number 2, FIFA 23. And at number 1, still, Hogwarts Legacy. And that is thanks to the Games Press and GFK Entertainment Software Charts, all formats. So thank you to them. So we will say thank you for watching the One Up Gaming Podcast, episode 343. Uh, please go to our website, which is oneupgaming.co.uk. Go to our Patreon site, which is patreon.com slash OUG. You can buy t-shirts like this from our website. Um, we also have a new website, which I'll be linking more things to it once we get things sorted with contracts and signed and all that kind of thing. But at the moment, just go to our website. You can buy t-shirts like this. 
um, top right hand corner and we have our games inspired music album out now stream it, buy it and 20% of each sale will go to the Child's Play charity we also have our audio uh, first 100 podcasts available from audiobooksontape.com £1 of each sale will go to Diabetes UK please subscribe to us on Facebook and also YouTube like, share, bell um, subscribe, all that stuff please, it helps massively helping us grow we're on Twitch which is twitch.tv slash official and if you want to tweet us it's at official and if you want to send us any emails it's contact at oneupgaming.co.uk and that my friends is me David from One Up Gaming episode 343 of the One Up Gaming podcast saying thank you, goodbye <laughs>